Sarah DeGrave, it is so wonderful to have you on Pardon My Success. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. I know that you specialize in working with attention deficit individuals and like how to foster that into like the creative mind and focus. Can you kind of tell me a little bit how you got started in that? Yeah, I'm a creative person myself. I'm a theater artist, a singer, actor, a little bit of a dancer, <laughs> not like professional level. I've done a lot of things throughout my life and kind of trying to find work that is complementary to theater work and also that's meaningful to me. and. So first that was restorative exercise and then the pandemic hit and it didn't transfer as well into that as I had hoped. So I kind of let myself go more toward life coaching, which I was drawn to anyway and ended up working with creatives just because I'm, I'm passionate about creative work and um, realize the challenges that come with being kind of an independent creator, um, which also led me to working with more business owners because it's the same thing. You're like, kind of trying to create something in isolation without a lot of external structure. And then I started layering in kind of the more neurodivergent coach training and education mm -hmm. into that, because obviously if you are already struggling with really being on track with your creative goals, you add on top of that, the executive functioning challenges of ADHD, and it can just like really derail your dreams, I guess is a good way of putting it. No, that's and that kind of so fair. there's like passion, but you gotta kind of harness it somehow, and it's really difficult when your yeah. brain is not very harnessable. <laughs> Are you also neurodivergent? Yeah, so I got diagnosed with ADHD later in life, just kind of several years ago. But it's interesting to kind of look back through that lens. You know, it's a it's a spectrum of how it impacts people and it also shows up differently and shows up differently for women and it wasn't like i looked back and i was like oh this is super obvious but there were these subtle things where i was like oh yeah that did feel like harder than it seemed <laughs> to be for other people do you have an example of that that you could share a little bit about maybe yeah i think like when it first really started showing back up like when i look back is kind of around puberty probably uh, and like middle school and junior high and things I think for everyone kind of start to shift at that age. But I started getting more anxiety, which is sometimes actually ADHD or comorbid with ADHD, especially around completing big projects. I definitely would procrastinate a lot and then just like sit in front of my computer and feel like completely paralyzed. It wasn't because I wasn't good at the things I was trying to do. When I was able to do things, I got really good grades. I got really great feedback, but like getting through the completion process was definitely more of a challenge for me. I was just telling a couple of clients I was working with today, something that my ADHD coach mentors have mentioned that ADHD is not a problem with knowing, it's a problem with doing. That definitely showed up in a lot of places in my life where I'm like, I know I should be doing such and such, but I just like cannot get myself to do it, including things that I really wanted to be doing, like mm -hmm. creative work. No one's forcing me to be an artist. Most people are trying to encourage you not to be. You're just doing it because you want to do it, but even those things can be so hard. I would look back and I'd be like, there are just so many missed opportunities or things where I didn't follow through or ideas that I had that, you know, I just didn't take advantage of. And so yeah. that's kind of where my passion for working with 
creatives and entrepreneurs and people who are really trying to accomplish something that they really want to do and just like can't figure out how to get themselves on track and stay on track. It's amazing that you do all of that, especially after like discovering all this about yourself and then really deciding to go out and help other people with similar struggles. I think that's beautiful. I too am so anxious, um, just the most anxious girly. I've been on Zoloft and things for a while now. And I've also had therapists and psychiatrists be like, you seem like you have a lot of similar symptoms to ADHD, but like you're very high functioning. So you're probably fine. Probably don't need medication for it. And like, it's probably your anxiety as well and you're fine and I also have like OCD but you know it's like oh but you know you you work so well you're doing so great able to repress everything so well and I'm like sometimes it's kind of like the duck paddling and like on the surface you look functioning and fine but like people don't realize underneath is just like this frantic energy the energy is so chaotic and I know that it comes off very intensely because Mm -hmm. no it has to happen immediately (laughs) right yeah there's definitely this intensity this time pressure oh yeah time is really really difficult for me I can't really get over that one my boyfriend says I have no red flags but I'm so impatient and I'm like I literally can't help it Uh, I'm going like three times the speed of everybody else on earth and this is normal to me and nobody else is on the same page oh there's also this link with perfectionism a lot of times so there we do like have these high standards we do kind of you know accomplish a lot sometimes and it can look either fine or even like impressive on the surface but it's like how does it feel like is it sustainable are you burning out are you on this kind of roller coaster where it's like yes everything's great and i'm like accomplishing so much and then you just crash and then (laughs) I'm just learning how to mellow those curves. That's the one. (laughs) I just have a lot of breakdowns every so often. I cry a lot. And then my boyfriend's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, just a lot happening right now. And I can't believe that you would want to go and take photos of me, but not let me take pictures of you. Like, what's wrong with you for that? And he's like... (laughs) I feel like I'm going crazy. And that's another piece of ADHD is that emotional regulation is part of the challenge. We can have really reactive nervous systems and really like strong responses to things. Sometimes we're great at masking and other times we're not great at kind of tempering full meltdown. Not good at it. And we people used to be like, oh, you can just make yourself cry. And I'm like, if we're being honest, I'm just most of the time holding myself back from tears. So like when the situation <laughs> calls for them, they're right there. They're easily accessible. They're right there. But thankfully, Zoloft has let me like take a couple steps back from the edge. But what have you found that really helps with emotional regulation and any of these kind of symptoms and creativity? Yeah, I think it really first step is self-awareness in the chain of the coaching process or self-coaching, which I think is a lot of it is like learning how to coach yourself. But that starts with a self-awareness of what exactly is going on with you and like in those moments being able to pause long enough to notice oh this is happening again or this is how i'm feeling even just like this is how i'm feeling in my body sometimes people are if they're more on the hyperactive side moving so quickly that they're not really grounding themselves and centering in their body and noticing what's happening or if they're more on the inattentive side and don't have that hyperactive component am i 
be that they're more like stuck in their heads. They're more like daydreaming and spacing and they're like living in their brains and not in the rest of their body. So sometimes it's just that physical groundedness. For sure. For sure. I can definitely relate to both of those. I uh, interviewed a psychic and she talking about like with meditation and things like you always like really need to ground yourself and like be really intentional about grounding or else you start flying above yourself basically and like kind of becoming an airhead and like two in your own mind because you're mm-hmm. not grounded within your own body and like you need to always take time to check yourself and reground yourself or else you're just going to be floating around and not really knowing what's going on and I'm like that's so funny I am flying around <laughs> right what are some grounding techniques that you recommend any type of if anyone's like familiar with nervous system work de-escalating the nervous system or sometimes upregulating, and that could be as simple as breathing like taking a few deep breaths it could be like some sort of physical shaking there are these different kind of nervous system reset shaking like i had too much caffeine level that's a different type of shaking i don't drink caffeine at all and yet i i just vibrating yeah yeah so it's like letting that vibration like actually shake out of your body the way sometimes people talk about it in nervous system work is animals in nature which we are animals sometimes you'll see them after a stressful encounter shake it off like kind of like shake their back leg or something and that's an actual releasing stress from the body so completing that stress cycle and actually letting it release instead of kind of chronically carrying around unfinished stress business in our bodies and the other part of that physical awareness is a lot of times especially adhd folks are not taking care of physical needs so especially if we get like hyper focused we could hyper focus for hours and like not go to the bathroom not drink water not eat food i'll do that after i'll do it when i'm done right reward and then get to pee when i'm done with my task whenever that is five hours later our body is like what are you doing to me why'd you do this and (laughs) there's an internal restlessness that i experience that is like a hyperactive uh, internal experience of my brain you know being too analytical and moving too fast but i think it's really about kind of being intentional about creating outlets for that but also knowing what boundaries you need to have and sometimes those boundaries are about like creating structure for yourself sometimes we have a list of creative goals but we never put them into any sort of and structure is kind of like a i think for for some adhders not a dirty word but there's this uh kind of (laughs) fight between knowing we need some sort of external structure some sort of accountability and also wanting complete freedom with like no rules just do whatever we want (laughs) That's my whole life. But also the only way I'm able to channel all of this is by being so aggressively structured. Also, my parents put me into like every mm-hmm. activity humanly able according to time as a child. <laughs> I've just continued yeah. to do that. And so I am so rigidly structured down to like every single task. My favorite app is literally called Structure. It's pretty- <laughs> It's adorable. It literally structures your day based on your calendar, your reminders list, and like anything else that you want to put in there. And you can literally structure your day out by the minute. And it just keeps me on task. It keeps me on track. Or else yeah. I will forget that my laundry is in my trunk and then I will never take it. And so right. I think part of finding something that works for you is like being radically honest with yourself about balancing what you want and what you need. And the what you need part, you really have to come to a certain level of self-acceptance and honesty to be like, you know what? I need this level of structure or for some people it's going to be if you give me a list that's planned out i have a rebellious side of me that will just automatically be like 
no way i will not do anything on that list you cannot make me so then you just have to like acknowledge that about yourself and from that knowledge say okay well if that's true for me then what would work what would be a better fit or how can i get that structure that i need but in a way that isn't gonna like trigger me to just shut down or get overwhelmed that's interesting you brought up like your parents putting you into all those activities i think that really is a big transition into adulthood. Like we're in charge of scheduling all of our own activities. And also like, it's not as common for us to have like after school programs or organized sports or, you know, all these things. So sometimes like we need to kind of find that for ourselves and be like, I need to put myself into an adult soccer league, (laughs) just like I am a child. I feel like parent myself. I go to dance class. I'm just graduated college and got my master's degree and so like I've only been out of the house six years god that was weird well but I guess it's only two years out of college so I still feel that where it's like I have to it still feels very ingrained and it's hard now because I know that it's me I'm the problem something that is like hard to come to terms with is like we can change but like there are fundamental things that like we're going to carry with us I think sometimes with ADHD there can be this restlessness that is like driving us to try to like change things around us or like change our environment, change our jobs. Okay, I'm bored of this one. What's next? I need to go. Um, The shininess has worn off. (laughs) And it's difficult to, I think, come to terms with the fact that no matter where we go, there we are. Like that restlessness lives in us. So wherever we go, it's going to be there. And so we need to start to figure out how do we deal with the restlessness? How do we like use those cues to figure out like, yes, this is actually telling me that I should change my job. This is pulling me in a direction I want to go versus like, this is just like pulling me because I feel antsy, you know? Yeah. And actually it's going to like sabotage my goal. I've really struggled with this recently, the needing to be moving so fast and always be running and always on the move. And I do feel as though it motivates me and it is what has gotten me to where I am now. But at the same time, how much of it is a problem? Because I don't know how to rest. (laughs) Yeah, that might, I mean, for each person, it's going to be different. And maybe that's like one of your lifelong or maybe not lifelong, but you know, this phase of life. How do you learn to rest. What does rest look like for you? Because it doesn't need to look the same for everyone. Not everyone needs to sleep eight hours in a row at the same time. And it's the same with every other aspect of our lives. And I always like ask clients when they bring up things that maybe they feel like they need to change. And it's like, do you feel like you need to change it because you think you should be doing something different? Or is it legitimately not working for you? And so you want to try something different because sometimes like we just, you know, ADHD years do things differently and it's totally okay. And it's maybe a little weird or unconventional, but it's more about like, is it serving you? Yeah. No, I remember my therapist said to me once something where I was like, I just feel like I'm settled and I need to be doing more and I'm not happy with where I'm at. And she was like, I think you need to learn the difference between settling and contentment. Cause I was like, I don't yeah. know other people can do this. And she was like, cause other people can choose to be happy and choose to not have the job be their center of their life. I struggle with the contentment with the like, this is okay. Things are fine. I don't Um, like, I say it to myself and people don't believe me. And it's (laughs) so hard. And there's definitely a correlation between perfectionism and ADHD. I think I maybe already mentioned that there can be also this kind of drivenness that comes from being so present centered that we kind of like very quickly dismiss all of our past accomplishments. We only kind of hang on to like the negative things that have happened. And we're like, as soon as we accomplish something, it's done. It's gone. We're it's like, done. Okay. Check it off. 
it's done. I like, I mean, we'll never think about it again. It's nothing to me anymore. Yeah. And now we're moving on. No, literally, I feel it's that. It's very I'm- hard to like sit in that place of accomplishment and yeah. like actually acknowledging the progress we've made and looking yeah. back and being like, yes, I've come a long way. I've done a lot of things. We're just like, I have no idea what's happened, but it's yeah. not enough. It's moved. <laughs> now like, what? And we're going and I'm busy and I've already had these things scheduled done before it's even done but I've been prepping for the next thing while the other thing's still going because I'm crazy one thing that happens with creatives a lot is that we don't even finish the project before starting the next one so it's always starting a new project starting a new project getting bored with that idea starting in or just like getting really excited about the next idea and then looking back and there's like this trail of just like incomplete things and then we then we don't feel accomplished because we didn't actually Maybe we learned a lot or we built skills, but we didn't actually like finish anything. And that can be hard to then feel a sense of accomplishment. It's like when you're doing chores and you're doing things and then you keep coming around and finding half finished chores. I will do that. I'm like, (laughs) realize I'm like, oh, I need to go find a battery. And then I'll turn around and I'll go do the thing and I'll go into another room. And then I'm like, oh, that thing. And then three hours later, I come back and I'm like, why is my entire closet on the ground? What happened here? I'm trying to be good about having like a big set plan. And then we're putting all the energy into smaller pathways that are all leading towards the same ultimate goal. Yeah, if they're all leading in the same direction, that can give you some flexibility for that part of your brain that wants to jump around or that maybe will get bored with one thing and then wants to do something different. If you do know I am ultimately on the graph, each one is going to move up a little bit over time. That can be a great ADHD strategy for it's like, again, it's kind of a boundary of contained freedom. It gives you flexibility. It gives you creativity. If one day you're like, I just don't have energy for this type of thing, you can jump to the other. But if you've done that kind of pre-work to know they're all leading you toward the same thing, then you're less likely to get that really scattered, frantic feeling of, I don't know where I'm going or (laughs) where I'm going to end up. I'm worried about that. I mean, like, yeah, ultimately it's like, if I'm working on music for a while, I'm really enjoying this, I'm having fun. But as soon as it becomes like, I don't want to even look at what I've done. I'm like, okay, let me just take a step back. Let's focus on something else for a little bit. And we'll come back to that. Maybe let's send the we've done to somebody else also working in music and who can like give some notes and maybe some outside feedback so that I'm not just sitting here going insane thinking to myself that I need to just destroy everything I've ever done because it's trash. Yeah, that can happen. And this can be difficult because like decision-making and prioritization are both executive functions that can be challenging, but you know, having a sense of what are the things that are actually important to finish and what are the things that can just be a playground. You know, I'm doing this creative project for myself just for an outlet versus like, I need to do this because it's my job. And if I don't finish it, I won't be able to pay my bills. So like, you know, knowing what the priorities are. Yes, no, for sure. And also where the repercussions are, unfortunately. Um, I'm such a easier to forgiveness instead of permission. And that will bite me in the butt sometimes because I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. Thankfully, I appreciate the fact that nobody has truly made me, you know, (laughs) regret that. There's this impulsive side of ADHD, which can lead us into trouble. And also the strength in that is that we have a higher risk tolerance. And that is what leads people to be able to be entrepreneurs or creatives is that like we have the capacity to say, you know what, I feel comfortable taking a risk. I feel comfortable like going in hard. I do not half-ass anything. Like that was one of the things my dad always told us. It's like, you have to be 110%. And as annoying as that was as a child, he was like, I'm not <laughs> right. sweeping the garage, dad, like sit down. 
But nowadays it's like, no, I genuinely do feel I'm like, if we're doing this, I need you to be in this with me and we are going to go hard and we're going to make this work because I'm not going to sit here and waste my time on something when it could be better spent than one of my 40 other things that I'm trying to do right now. Which brings up a great point about finding the right collaborators and communication skills and letting other people know how you work and how you operate and finding people who are complementary to that, who either aren't going to judge you for how you work, but aren't going to get super irritated <laughs> with your way of doing things. I think sometimes because we are attracted to people like us, we can get into these really high energy ADHD paired with ADHD creative like, partnerships. I have so many ADHD friends. We're all just so excited to be with each other. Right. And it can be great. And those can be like amazing partnerships and collaborations. And sometimes they can be not as great because you're both kind of bringing the same energy and there's no one to kind of balance that out with maybe the more like planning skills or organization skills or um, maybe you're if you're both struggle with forgetfulness and then you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I, we started this project and then neither of us like scheduled a follow up for like three or four months, you know, yeah, it's like just knowing what you need and friends or professional relationships. <laughs> yeah. Definitely trying to work on that right now. One of my friends who's like my best friend who like I have such similar energies with and everything, you know, she is very ADHD and I get very frustrated because I am the planner and the organizer and on time and doing things and have it all set up because I'm such a perfectionist and so anxious and so crazy about it. Mm -hmm. I know it comes off very intensely and <laughs> I have also been told that I can sometimes be intimidating because of it. And I'm not trying to be. <laughs> right. It's finding that balance of like, where do I need to maybe manage myself better and show up in a, in a way that it works better for what I'm trying to do or the people I'm working with? And where do I need to find people who can handle what I'm bringing? Because it's maybe going to be a lot. <laughs> it is definitely going to be a lot. I can always guarantee that. I'm like, no, I'm a lot. And I realize that I'm a lot. And maybe it's an acquired taste. And if you can't handle that, that's fine. We don't need to be very close. You can take me in small doses and that and we can schedule that. <laughs> don't worry. And there are going to be people out there who love that and who are like, yes, finally someone who can match my energy yeah. or bring the energy that I don't have as much. For me, I like people who are a little bit more high energy than me because yeah. I am like a little bit more sluggish sometimes. <laughs> and yeah. so yeah. it's like, oh yeah, now this person's going to perk me up a little bit. So it's about like finding that of the room. <laughs> a lot of my coaching clients tell me because of my energy being like a little bit slower and more grounded that like it helps them regulate their Probably, kind of yeah. frantic energy. They're like, I feel so much calmer. I really love that you do this work for so many other creatives as well. That's so wonderful and so beautiful. It's really rewarding and I'm really enjoying it a lot. Well, thank you so much for coming on Pardon My Success and for chatting with me today. And you've been such a wonderful guest. I must have you on another time. Thanks. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Are you PMSing?